to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. On this edition of Adaptivist Live, we've got some big news. The news, it is large. It's not a hulking elephant in the room or anything like that, but we do have some big stuff to cover. I'm your host, Ryan Spilkin, and I'm joined today by Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrell. Are you guys ready to tackle this giant news? Always. Let's get to it. (laughs) Well, then, (laughs) without further ado... Uh, so as always, we are recording this podcast on Tuesday, uh, even though it publishes on a Friday. Adaptus Live, not actually live. Sorry, spoiler alert. Edited too. On the 19th of May, uh, had a bit of a surprise of uh, release notes for Jira Portfolio. Longtime listeners will know we don't usually lead with uh, portfolio, let alone release notes. Uh, the big news, though, is portfolio is being rebranded. Uh, as of uh, Server DC version 3.27, it will become Advanced Roadmaps for Jira. And I think we did talk about this on a previous podcast. I can't recall, but the cloud version we knew was going to become Advanced Roadmaps. It was part of the shift that was announced at the summit of, um, you know, you've got Jira software and it has some built-in roadmapping, kind of like manual function. It gives you a little bit of a Gantt chart, a little bit of a visual that's nice. That was the free idea and then you would have uh, advanced roadmaps, which is the rebranded portfolio, which is paid, but for smaller teams. But if you have cloud premium, you get it included in cloud premium. And then Jira Align is the enterprise level tool that gives you sort of the full end-to-end view. Uh, and we thought, uh, incorrectly, this was a cloud thing only and that, that we had some time. Uh, but as it turns out, as of today... Portfolio on Server in DC, now Advanced Roadmaps. Not only that, there are a couple of new features in uh, the first release of Advanced Roadmaps that are, are worth taking a look at, including that uh, the coloring system that they've implemented. Yeah, yeah, kind of similar to how Jira Software can um, uh, apply some color to different issue types. The improvements to capacity distribution is nice as well, just making it a little bit smarter, taking into account the sprint assignment first, followed by some other things. Um, I've actually got a call tonight with the product manager for Portfolio because I had seen the cloud news and uh, my team is currently creating or, or rather updating our Portfolio training. So we've got um, our own custom training that we built on, on Portfolio for Jira. Uh, so I wanted to kind of get an idea of where the server and DC version was going. Uh, I, I was not uh, prepped for the rebrand today, but it'll make for an interesting conversation tonight. And then happy to share that back with you all on the podcast in a couple of weeks. Excellent, Matthew. We will hold you to it on that follow-up. Continuing on the news train, Atlassian has announced acquisition of Help, which I just enjoy saying, Help. <laughs> Help is a, Help. Uh, a Slack application that lets you create, basically, it, it integrates with Jira and Confluence to create an internal help desk solution based on emoji reactions, which I think is pretty clever. Um, <laughs> so it's it's a light lightweight way to um, basically just man- create some requests. They can go into a Jira service desk or, or however you want to work it. Um, it routes them correctly and facilitates resolution right there in Slack. Um, so it's a really nice, a nice little tool for users, a, a good way for Atlassian to further cement the relationship with Slack. Um, worth noting, it offers integration with Confluence so it can be connected to the knowledge base. Um, just a really nice, nice little tool. Um, so a smart move on Atlassian's part, I think. 
my hope is that we can configure what the different emoji reactions do. So I can have party wizard move an issue to a new issue type called rabbit. And so we could just turn issues into rabbits and then just get rid of them. <laughs> that would be really, that would be really troublesome for me. Like Cause frog. I use, I use the party wizard a lot. <laughs> you <know? laughs> turned you into a frog. Oh no. Problem solved. <laughs> And now that I'm a frog, uh, we've got a we're going to hop along on this follow up. The never ending story of Trello. Yeah, and it security. began it began like a year ago, and it just keeps <laughs> on going. But we're going to keep this one really brief. All right, our friend and colleague Phil Fox has published a blog on the Adaptivist website that really lays out the security changes that are coming to Trello in a rather. I mean, it's a straightforward manner, but he, there's a lot to say about it. So we thought the mm -hmm. easiest way that we can explain this is by telling our listeners about what's who's not going to be affected, all right? So if you are, as an organization, already use Trello Enterprise with a verified domain and all of the accounts therein are managed within, you're good. You, If you do not use a verified domain for cloud, you're also good to go. Lastly, apart from Trello, you only use on-prem Atlassian tools. If you've got those three, those three bullet points down, you are not affected. If you don't have all three, stop, go to Phil's blog, read the blog, and proceed as necessary. Yeah. And if you heard our last podcast where we had uh, Veronica Kellerman on to talk about some of the, the challenges we run into with some of our clients, the big risk here is just not knowing. Uh, so... You know, you may think that uh, apart from Trello, you're only using on-premise Atlassian tools. But if anybody at your organization has set up an Atlassian cloud environment using their work email address and it's it's tied to that domain, you might be caught. So you, you do need to do some auditing, need to ask around. Um, you can contact uh, Adaptivist for help with that. Uh, you can potentially, you know, file support tickets with Atlassian, um, though I will say, you know, having a partner you know, on your side for this does help a lot. So... Um, check out that blog, uh, read through that, and then start checking with your teams because uh, yeah. there are some risks here which are, are covered in the blog. Let us know if we can help. But wait, there's more Trello news. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Trello has announced dark mode. Um, dark mo I'm a, a dark mode fanatic. Um, I suffer fairly regular migraines, so anything that can dark mode, I dark mode. Um, so you can now, um, on iOS and Android, on your Trello app, you can now activate dark mode. Um, so that's, that's really, really cool. It's available now on iOS, uh, will be available on Android starting the 26th of May. Um, and then also they've announced um, Butler is now available to all Trello users. Butler lets you automate actions um, and move things forward without a lot of manual labor. Um, you can create rules, buttons, and commands uh, to automate almost any action, and it is being brought to mobile. Um, so that's that's a really useful tool. Uh, there's quite a bit of information. There's there's a GIF. Hot GIF alert. Hot GIF alert. Um, a link to the blog post will be in our show notes. Um, so if you're if you're a dedicated Trello user, try out some of those uh, shiny new bells and whistles. Quick shout out to ALM Works. They've published a new playlist on YouTube uh, called Feature Discovery. So this is just a series of seven videos right now. 
uh, between about a minute, minute and a half up to uh, five and a half for their new feature effectors, which if you haven't looked at effectors for structure for Jira, it's freaking cool. We've talked about the podcast before, but it effectively gives end users the ability to create uh, uh, calculated custom fields and have that apply to their structure to sort things different ways. It's really, really neat. So um, this just gives you a brief how-to. Worth mentioning, uh, the Learn for Jira app, uh, it's worth mentioning to me because we make this app, but uh, Learn for Jira on the Atlassian Marketplace, we do have a structure training and uh, we are adding effectors to that as we speak. Uh, So uh, so yeah, if you want to learn more about that, uh, check out that YouTube playlist. And uh, if you haven't yet checked out Learn for Jira, you can learn more about structure there. Over in the cloud, there's some of that big news I mentioned. It was so big that they actually devoted an entire blog post to it. There is a new navigation coming for Jira Cloud admins. So, of course, we will link this article in the show notes. But uh, a lot of changes that Atlassian believes very strongly will help administrators work through their day-to-day tasks. However, it is worth noting, and one, two things. One, there are GIFs all over this article. Fantastic. Really demonstrates the new interface in a nice, clean way. Two, once you activate the new navigation as an admin, you cannot go back. So it is mm. going to be rolled out. They're going to start rolling it out in June. Um, if you turn it on early, which you might have the option to do, you're not going back. But they do believe strongly that it's going to help your day-to-day work. Yeah, and you say GIFs all over. I really only see one there's, GIF. Yeah, there's of, only one. There's one. There's one GIF, not GIFs. There's one GIF um, out of three. And all it really shows is switching between uh, instances, really. Um, so I, I don't think this is bad. It looks like what they've mostly done is taken the left nav of the cloud admin and put it up top uh, and moved to a you know much more white space. I mean, it's pretty, I guess, but until we get into looking at security or um, some of the other things. Uh, well, there are, yeah, there are some changes that they note in the article as well that you don't a, get to see. In yeah, a there's a lot of stuff under the hood here that until we get our hands on, uh, hard to know if it will actually be better for admins or not. Um, but I'm a strong believer in gifts, Matthew. The more gifts, <laughs> the merrier. Every gift you can get, right? There are some features rolling out amongst the the tools on the platform, though, including uh, one that I think is a really nice addition. Um, Service Desk, when creating issues, you'll now be able to do multiple issue links at a time, which is kind of a nice quality of life feature. If you're if you're a team working inbound support and you have an outage suddenly you're able to connect those uh, issues that are all coming in much faster. Over on Confluence, uh, there is a new page archiving feature, which will allow you to remove pages uh, faster, kind of a bulk delete or a bulk archive function in uh, Confluence Cloud. And finally, Bitbucket will allow you to view the entire file content from the file drop-down menu during a pull request. So you'll be able to get a little more visibility um, from your Bitbucket pull request menu. Lastly, over on Community, um, Atlassian making a deliberate push to put content on Atlassian Community, I found, I happened to find an article about user-based swim lanes coming to next generation product 
coming to next generation projects. And this was on community. This is nowhere in the weekly Atlassian updates. So that's a Mm -hmm. little bit of an interesting thing. But um, I didn't know that next gen projects didn't have swim lanes based on user query yet or based on a user selection yet. So it's coming. Mm -hmm. Kind of a feature that I've been talking about in the server editions for literally my entire career. Yeah, we kind of take it for granted. Yeah, can't take it for granted in the next gen. But it is coming, so you'll you'll enjoy that if that's how you want to view your boards. So switching gears and coming down from the cloud a little bit. Some server news. Um, a little bit about Bitbucket Server version 7.2.2 has been released. It has um, one bug fix in it. It is one where if you're sending information to a REST endpoint, if you don't include a build name, um, it shows as blank rather than showing the build key. Um, so a fix has been issued with 7.2.2. It was fairly inconsistent, so it may not affect a lot of Bitbucket users, uh, but that has been taken care of in this update. Um, Confluence news, Confluence 7.5 beta is out. Uh, this is 7.5.0-RC1. Note that this is not necessarily production ready. It's a snapshot of the ongoing Confluence development process. There isn't necessarily a supported upgrade path, uh, but it does give you an opportunity to play around with what uh, Atlassian is developing in Confluence. So if you are already running 7.5.0-beta2, there's no significant changes in this release candidate. Um, But if you were not, um, there are some changes to the audit log, um, single sign-on with OpenID Connect, more colors, Uh, 49 different table cell colors, including pure black and the rainbow colors. Um, They do note in the release notes, forgive us for making you wait so long for this highly requested change, and we hope you enjoy making table art as much as we have. There's a very nice image of a heart made in a table. It just made me happy, so I wanted to shout out to it. (laughs) Widget connectors gets a little bit of a makeover. So some things that that obviously are being worked on um, and that you can look forward to in future enterprise releases. And how nice is it that we get to announce the beta before the final release comes out? Yeah. Right? (laughs) I was thinking, I was, after I found this article, I legitimately (laughs) thought, well, might as well see if they put it out. But it does look good. And, and when they do release it, I can't wait to talk more in depth about coloring tables in Confluence. I'm going to just <laughs> be spending all of my time making pixel art. I mean, I'm uh. working hard at other things. <laughs> so that's everything that has been happening. Let's talk a little bit about what's coming up next. Atlassian on May 15th published a uh, blog on the Atlassian community titled What's Next for Our Self-Managed Enterprise Products. This is a long wall of text uh, with some very pretty images. No gifts, sadly. Mm. Um, so I'm not going to like read through this for you. Sorry, everybody. Um, I'll highlight just a, a couple of things uh, in general for data center. Uh, so this sort of applies to um, everything. Um, they added SAML back a few, God, a couple of years ago, uh, at least. You know, SAML support to data center products. That was one of the big sort of one of the big first differentiators for data center. Um, why would we buy DC beyond uh, having it on multiple nodes? Well, it's got SAML built in where, where server doesn't. Um, they're now extending that to OpenID. Uh, so that'll be cool. Uh, seamless integration with a variety of third-party identity providers. Uh, just-in-time provisioning for that. Uh, multiple LDAPs. So um, lots of neat, neat things there. 
And then after just our general data center, it dives into Bitbucket, Bamboo, Confluence, Jira software um, changes for each of those. So depending on the product you have, you'll be interested in different things. Uh, the dev tools mostly on performance improvements um, and a couple of UI tweaks, uh, particularly in Bitbucket, uh, a new builds page that they're working on. Um, no images though. So like a lot of this is the coming soon, but we don't really know what it looks like yet. Uh, Confluence is getting some advanced permissions management that uh, looks pretty sweet. Um, actually, I think that's already out. Uh, rate limiting is out, all this in data center. Improvements to indexing um, for performance boost is good. Uh, and then in Jira software, there's a nice image of a velocity chart that's changed. Uh, so you'll be able to show up to 120 sprints, um, get some sort of better visibility of the, the average. It's kind of bringing in some of the concepts from the control chart, um, but displaying them in the, uh, I don't know, almost in a control chartish way. Not really. It's not really a control chart. It's no. just showing an average. <laughs> um, it'd be nice if you got the standard deviation and everything else on top of this, but uh, that's all right. That's what your calculator's for. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then bringing in uh, coming soon. There are so many things, things that are coming soon. It does start to make you skeptical. Like, can all of these things be coming? Like, soon has to be, like, not the same day. When will then be now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, service desk, improvements to queues, ops genie support, uh, portfolio, like every single lasting product. There's stuff coming. Um, OKRs in Jira line sounds friggin' sweet. Uh, being able to have that all automated and rolled up. Um, as as uh, Larry Brock, who's a community leader, put it in a comment at the bottom of the post, that is a lot of exciting news and a lot to, to digest. So... Uh, check this out. Um, check out the products that you're using. Uh, see what they've got. And in the future, uh, come back to the Elastic Ecosystem podcast here. We'll talk about all these things when they actually go live. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you want to have an idea of what's you know, coming soon, uh, check this one out in the show notes. Uh, back in my day, this was coming soon. <laughs> And that's it for this edition of Adaptivist Live. Thanks for listening. Feel free to like and share this podcast wherever fine podcasts are liked and shared. Also, be sure to connect with us on social at Adaptivist and let us know what you think or if there's something that we ought to know that we already don't. Believe me, it's a lot. So for Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrell, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you next time on Adaptivist Live. Part of the, if you're sending, uh, cut that. Yep.